Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. Early morning. But they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they should, that they might eat the Passover. And so again, we see here that there was two Passovers. If you missed, uh, when were we here? Wednesday night. There's two Passovers. The original one, according to Exodus 12, is on Abib or Nisan 14. And that's the day on Thursday that Jesus celebrated it with his disciples. It was the original date from Exodus 12. Later on, during the second uh, temple period, as a nation, the high priests, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they moved it to the following day, uh, Nisan Abib the 15th. That would take us in our story to the point where our Lord is being tried and eventually crucified is the same time. That day at nine in the morning, the time that they crucify our Lord, they open the gates and the men would bring in the lambs to be slaughtered at the temple. And they would be slaughtered and, and the shofar would blow and the Levites would sing praise from the steps. And they would be seen, Psalm 118, they were the Hallel Psalms, which is 113 to 118. And Psalm 118, as you know, it doesn't just say, Hasana, Hasana, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But it also says the stone which the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. That literally may have been sung from the steps while the Lord was going through his ordeal. So two Passovers, John tells us, it's it's during his trial that day, but the other Gospels will tell you the other day. So, Jesus is our Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the world. You know this. One thing that struck me when I was studying was that in Egypt that night, when the father of the house killed that lamb that they had for four days, strung them up, drained them, was careful to not break the bones. That blood in the basin, they were going to get a bunch of hyssop, put it in there, and they weren't just to put it on the doorpost and the lintel of the house. They were to strike it. They were to strike it. It was to be splattered, big, visible, strike the lentil, strike the doorpost. All those lambs being sacrificed, blood all over the altar. And you know that our Lord bled. The blood is so important to the Christian. It means that you're clean if you believe in Jesus. But they themselves did not go into the praetorium lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. And Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? He said, hear ye, hear ye. 
They were concerned about defilement. Isn't that crazy? The, the blindness of people. But you can kill the Son of Man and worry about defilement. I could imagine that nothing is more frustrating and patronizing than those who hate our God and play off like they're holier than thou. It's hypocrisy, right? It's all of them in Washington who are pro-choice. They care about women's whatever. What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, if he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to you. Okay, a little sarcasm right there. Okay, they, they don't like each other too much. Then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke signifying by what death he would die. He told the disciples a couple of times, I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles and crucified. That I would be handed over to the Gentiles. The Gentiles would end up doing the dirty work. And it was according to prophecy. But the religious Jews here say, truly, that they, it was unlawful for them to put anybody to death. Capital punishment was taken away from them. So they needed the Romans in order to fulfill capital punishment. They could not. It was illegal for them. So, you know, it's, it's two sets of groups being on trial. Not our Lord, but really the religious people and, and, and the secular, the Roman world. It's not lawful for us to put anyone to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying by the death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? I love that about the Lord. Jesus puts Pilate on blast. He basically, he's asking, are you the king of the Jews? Are you asking for yourself or because of them? Jesus is bringing the trial right to Pilate. You're on trial. Forget about the Pharisees. Are you asking me for yourself? That's the world. Apathetic to the gospel. It's between you guys. This whole God thing and Jesus and the cross and the resurrection, that's good. That's for you guys, for weak-minded, needy people. But I, we're good. It's between you guys. But the Lord goes, no, 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 you're not getting off. Why aren't they getting off? Because he made all of them. He gave them breath, a heartbeat, food, clothing, shelter, rain, sun. He's blessed them. And they don't even give him thanks. And they might try to X himself out of this whole conversation about Christianity, but they are toast unless they repent. And he calls them on black. He uses us 
to preach the gospel because he loves them, but he's calling them out. What did Jesus do in Galilee? He called everybody out. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist, same thing, repent. What did Peter say? Repent. What did the early church say? Repent. What are we supposed to preach? Repent. Not bunnies. Well, go play with bunnies on, on, a, on your own time or something. Not, not here. We're serious about this. It's the most serious time, you know. And I know people think they're going to fill up their churches if they just make it spectacular for the kids. Look, we'll have bouncies and chocolates. That's about it. They're not eggs. Don't be upset. You didn't come here for Mickey Mouse stuff. Hopefully you came for the word of God. He puts them on blast. Are you speaking for yourself about this or did others tell you this concerning me? And Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Like, am, I, am I one of you guys? Like, is this about me? It's not about me. Your own, your own people brought you to me. Do you see him just trying to like separate himself from this? This is not, you know, I'm just here trying to break up a little fight here. This is not something that I want to get into. That's the world. Oh, that's good for you. That's nice. You were abused as a kid. That's good. You, you need your religion. It is the most intelligent thing I've ever heard in my life. That sinful man needs to be redeemed by the Son of God. It makes complete sense. It's not weak-minded. It's a miracle that God opened our eyes. Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? He asked Jesus. And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. You talk about a statement of statements. My kingdom is not of this world. He's answering the fact that he's a king by speaking about his kingdom. And it ain't here. It ain't here. And I met many churches and Christians, maybe some of us here tonight, need to be reminded, this is not his kingdom. This is not, we're, we're in the world, we're not of the world. James tells us that if anyone wants to be a friend of the world, he is an enemy of God. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's all fading away. But he who trusts in the Lord abides forever. We're not of this world. Don't, don't, don't try to fit in too much if you know what I'm saying. You're from a different place. You're from heaven. Lord, help us to think like we're from heaven, right? And live like we're from heaven and that we're going back to heaven or to heaven. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? And Jesus answered, 
You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. You say rightly, I am a king. That's amazing too. Our, our Lord, you rightly said I am a king. Is he our king, though? Is he your king? Man, we are a part of this royal kingdom. Our God is our king. And he has all the power at his disposal to preserve your life and mine. He has the power to give life, to take life, to bless a life, to test life. And our king loves us more than we can ever imagine. Think about how we love our kids. God loves you and I more than that. All of that power is behind our calling in our life. You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. What is truth? Truth was standing right before him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. My friends, my brothers and sisters, what's the question of your life today? What's the puzzle? What's the dilemma? What hard issue do you have in your life that you would like to be fixed? Here's, here's the word from the Lord. Jesus is the truth to fixing that problem. You add his word to whatever problem you have. That's the solution. The problem is, uh, sometimes your truth hurts me. And so we stay in these situations that drag on for a million years when they can be dealt with if we just apply the truth that he came to declare. Truth. I love dealing with truth. It helps me be a better me. And you a better you. Truth. He desires truth in the inward parts. Truth is clean. It's straightforward. It's, it's, the, it's the shortest distance between A and B. Some people haven't gotten to B. They've been stuck on A for a century. Why don't you add some truth? Yeah, but not your own truth. Don't, don't overthink spiritual. What is his, what does he say to the man at the pool of Bethesda? You want to be, you want to walk? I have no one to help me. That's not what he asks. You want to walk? Get up. 
Get up. God's all about doing. And I know what you're saying. That bums me out. That's hard to get. It's called Christianity. That's what we signed up for when he, when you believed in him dying on the cross for your sins. And there are a lot of brothers and sisters that are hurting and are in trouble and are just blah, blah, blah. Why? Because they're just not, they haven't done, they're like not doing nothing. That's dangerous for me to say. I know that, but I really don't care. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Do something. There's so much that help we can, we can use. But I know how it is. Some think they're excluded. I do too. Let's all be excluded. Who's going to open the door on, on Sunday if we're all excluded? Who's going to preach? Who's going to clean the facility? If we're all excluded, who's going to preach the gospel? None of us are excluded because all of us want to go to heaven. What truth? When he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. He knew it. His wife, you know, would say, have nothing to do with that just man. I've suffered terribly in a dream today. I mean, the Gospels are clear about the innocence of our Lord. Pilate, who is a, who's a governor, his job is to discern. He's a judge of judges for the area. He knows when people are, are, are fibbing, he know, he, that's his thing. You know, some people have that gift. Pilate can tell what's going on. And it's too close for comfort for him. He wants to get rid of Jesus as quick as possible. Why? Because he doesn't, he doesn't want to follow this man either. And there are many uh, Christians, I'm, I'll never come to that church again. Shoot, there's too much truth going there. Hook me up with some Joel Osteen. <laughs> Hook me up with some razzly-dazzly <sighs> preachers with itchy ears. Sorry. The hour is late. I'm going to see him pretty soon. We all are. And I'm going to fall on a stricter judgment. And he's going to say, why, you know, did you warn him? Yes, Lord. And the reason why I have the courage to warn people is because I see him doing it at the start, at the middle, at the end of his ministry. He's always warning people. Turn, turn, turn. He's coming. His whole life is a warning. Every, his whole ministry is a warning. It's not just... Fixing people's uh, ailments and walking on water. It, it really is the warning from hell. But you have a custom, Pilate said, that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? And they all cried again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. In other words, they're saying, not this man, anyone but this man. Anyone but Jesus. I thought I saw someone wear like a 
or have like a Christian sign at one of those rallies at the Supreme Court steps where it was like a LGBTQ and just a sign. It wasn't like negative. It wasn't like, you know, crazy. It was just, it was just like something about God loving them or something and wanting, you know what I mean? Like something to, to win them with, with uh, kindness. And they wanted to kill that dude. Anyone but Jesus. That's where we're at today. Give us Barabbas. Anyone. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. Scourging, as you know, was unimaginably terrible. It was done with a, a with a cat, a cat, a, a cattle nine tails. I, it doesn't have an F, so I got stuck. Cat of nine tails. Cattle nine tails. That's the problem. Doesn't have an F. Cat because it leaves marks as if a cat scratched the back of, of nine nine uh, whips on one handle, leather with steel and glass bearings, balls on it. It was used to bring about confession. The law commanded that it was 39 stripes, 40 minus 1. 39 was the max if they just wouldn't confess. So our King, our Lord, had no sin, no crime to confess. These Roman soldiers were seasoned. The the, the guys they chose for the beatings, for the torture, they knew what they were doing. They were skilled. They were hardened. And for someone not to confess, it got harder and harder where where the Romans who were whipping him, their pride must have been insulted. They probably have never in their lives seen anyone not say, please stop and just confess to whatever. Isaiah 53 verse 7 says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Isaiah 52, 14 says, Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. Whatever was done to his back that day was like no other. Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, an innocent man. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. You know, those desert thorns. Every desert has thorns in them. From time to time, 
We visit Joshua Tree. It's one of my favorite places to go. There are thorny bushes of like every sort there. And I was shocked the last time I was there that the, even the little small thorns, they have a grip that you just don't, it's not normal. They're tougher, they're more durable, and they just tear up your clothes. I always think of my Lord. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.